Out of the 20 lessons in 20 years, the misunderstanding of delegation versus abdication is probably the biggest reason for business failure that I have witnessed over that time. I see entrepreneurs trying to get rid of any form of pain or discipline that they can by simply abdicating that to someone who's just entered their business. Abdication is worse than lack of financial discipline, is worse than hiring mistakes, lack of financial understanding, lack of process. It is for me the biggest single failure point in a growing business. Entrepreneurs abdicate easily because they want to get rid of pain. It is the misunderstanding of the difference between delegation and abdication that is at the heart of the problem. Delegation is the process by which you hand over responsibility or a process to somebody in the organization or even outside of the organization in a very controlled and deliberate manner. Abdication is just handing over a problem to somebody else. Abdication results always in that individual failing or not achieving the full potential of that role. Hi, I'm Gareth Armstrong, and this is a Razor's Edge podcast. This series is all about learning from the successes and failures that Alon Reyes, CEO of Corp, has experienced over the last 20 years. At the time of recording this, there are eight or nine other series that Alon and I have recorded together. And I can say for certain that the issues of knowing how, when, and what to delegate has come up in these discussions on multiple occasions and has been a hard-fought battle by Elon. Although Elon will tell you the battle for him is far from over, everything we hear in this discussion will help us prepare for the issues and temptations we face when it comes to delegation. And the first enemy we will encounter in our own battle is ourselves. As you listen to this, you might be thinking, I would never abdicate. I understand the importance of proper delegation. But is that really true? Are you completely delegating everything or are there certain parts of the business that you cannot wait to get off your desk? I'm reminded of that image of the uh, husband who comes back from work and the mom is there with a young baby who's been screaming all day and as he walks through the door before he even greets her she just hands over the screaming baby to him because she cannot take it anymore. That image is very often the same context in which we as entrepreneurs operate in our business. We're dealing with so many issues in a particular area that we cannot wait to just hand over this problem to somebody else. But the problem is that that problem comes back. Are you that person that Alon just described? Do you have screaming babies you just cannot wait to hand over to someone else? If yes, let's begin exploring how you do so in a way that is going to help maximize results in your business. If your answer is no, but you're still listening, then perhaps you may be wanting to improve the way you are going about things. Either way, test yourself against the following. The two main areas where I see entrepreneurs abdicating are sales and finance. Sales has a high level of rejection, which is a high level of pain. And so at the first opportunity, an entrepreneur will bring in 
a so-called salesperson and very shabbily hand over the process to that individual who will go out, most likely fail. The sales function will then come back to the entrepreneur. But at this point, damage has been done in the marketplace and momentum is lost. They will then do that again. They will bring in another salesperson, do the same thing of abdicating again. Same thing happens. And eventually, the business loses so much momentum that it begins to fail. The finances are the other place where entrepreneurs abdicate. Instead of taking the time to understand the finances and understand particularly costing of their products or services, entrepreneurs abdicate this to either an individual in the business who doesn't understand the finance or an external party who doesn't understand the business. The issue of abdicating finances generally comes back to bite sometime in the future when that function is understood by other people in the organization who can hold the entrepreneur over a barrel. So it seems an indication or marker to look out for that identifies abdication rather than delegation is your and my confidence in the function we are handing over. And if you listened to the previous lesson in the series, you'd know that our confidence has a direct relationship with the processes we have developed and the training we give on these processes. It's our business, and while specialists might know more about their specialist areas and can augment or improve upon our processes, no one knows our business like we do. So let's talk about what is a full handover process. What is proper delegation? What does proper delegation look like? And how should you frame it and think about it always as your business grows? But before we get to that, the question is what to delegate first. There's a very simple XY access or model that you can think about in order to decide what to delegate first. On the X axis, you've got all the things that you are good at. So from what I'm bad at to what I'm good at. On the y-axis, you've got all the things that you enjoy doing, from what you don't enjoy doing to what you really enjoy doing. And in the quartile, where there are things that you are bad at and you don't enjoy doing, that's the focus point for delegation. If you are good at something but don't enjoy doing, it is not the first thing that you delegate. You delegate what you are bad at and what you don't enjoy. So, now that we know where to start delegating, what does delegation look like? What is the checklist for a good delegation process? First of all, it's about who you're delegating to, carefully selecting that individual for the skills, and to ask those exact questions. Do you enjoy doing this, and are you good at that? Because it would be really a bad idea to delegate something you're bad at and don't like to somebody else who doesn't enjoy that and is bad at that. So make sure that the person to whom you are delegating enjoys and is good at, or at least is good at, the thing that you are delegating. Secondly, the employee that you are delegating to should get comprehensive, and I underline the word comprehensive, training on the function that you are delegating. This means that they understand the why and exactly how to do the thing in the way that you want to do it. 
However, be open-minded to that individual being able to adapt their approach to what you have handed over because as mentioned before, they might be better at this than you are and actually perform it better than you in a different way. Number three, create clear and reasonable targets around the function you have delegated. A big problem around delegation is that delegation is generally around a function that you have been doing and very often you're not conscious around your productivity level. In other words, how quickly you do it or how many you can do in an hour. You just do it and you dislike it and you you just want to hand it over to somebody else. And when you hand it over to somebody else, you're not communicating the productivity level around that function that you're delegating. So it's very important when you are handing over to the employee that you discuss the target levels, the productivity levels that you expect from that individual for that delegated function. And that needs to be documented like we discussed in the process podcast. Number four is that it's very important for the person to whom you are delegating to watch you, to shadow you as you perform that function, for you to explain to them the thinking behind why and how you're doing that function. I see very often when we write process, we leave gaps in thinking and the whys. And so an important discipline is to allow that person to shadow you and to ask questions. Number five in the framework is that you actually start to shadow them. You watch them as they perform the function and provide useful feedback for them to improve their process until it's at your standard or even higher. Do not leave out step five. And then lastly, for me, it's around the toleration of mistakes. I think in the first few weeks or months of a person taking over something that you've delegated, there'll be a lack of confidence. It's very important that you encourage that person to achieve the standards required. If you follow this six-step delegation process for each and every function that lives in that quartile of I'm not good at and I don't like doing, eventually you land up in a situation where other people are doing things in your business you don't enjoy doing and they are far better at doing them than you are. This is the basis of scaling your business. Far better at, not sole owner of. So, a delegation process in order to bring the new employees up to speed on other processes that also, all the while, holds them accountable for performance. I want to end off this podcast with a word of warning around the sales and marketing functions. For me, I think sales and marketing are two of the three critical competencies in a business. And you as founder, even if you are not good at sales, even if you are not good at marketing, need to always have the sales and marketing function reported to you, especially in the early years of growth. It's important that you have a full handle on sales and that you never ever completely delegate sales to somebody else. Yes, you can get a sales person, even a sales team, a sales manager, but you as entrepreneur, if you're going to scale the business, always have to be in the sales function. The same is true for marketing. 
if you look at the successful scaled businesses, the CEOs of those businesses are very close to the marketing function and want to make sure that the marketing is aligned to the ethos of the business and the ethos of the entrepreneur. It's too easy for somebody in a marketing department to write copy that doesn't align to your ethos and gets out there into the market and becomes an issue that you have to manage in the future. I really like how Alon is reminding us that the point of all of this is the ability to scale. And when we look up and towards the horizon, it all just makes perfect sense. Here's a final word from Alon. So to wrap up this lesson, it's important to delegate. You should never abdicate, but you should always remain interested in all parts of the business. You should always be able to give attention to all parts of the business and you should always take responsibility for everything in the business. Successful scaling of your business comes from deliberate and planned delegation without ever relinquishing interest, attention and ultimate responsibility of the business. Head over to racecorp.com where you'll find similar resources to this one and also the opportunity to sign up for notifications to stay updated on new releases. In addition to this, follow Racecorp on your favorite social media platforms where you'll find additional updates about this podcast series and others we are producing. My name is Gareth Armstrong and I'll see you in the next lesson.